1: As I have talked about in the past, dogs are our companions. And it's up to you to observe and understand all parts of your dog's life, health, happiness, and even longevity. Today, Dave and Judy again join me to talk about what we can do as owners and dog lovers to help our dogs live longer. Hi, you two. Howdy. Thanks again for joining me. And as always, I love to hear your perspectives.
2: We would love for you to join our community of dog lovers. Log onto Facebook and search for our business page, Family Dog Fusion. There you will get updates as to what's going on with our dog loving family and friends from all over the world. See events, our travels, or just information that you may need about the podcast, our book, or the new products we'll be releasing. That's Family Dog Fusion on Facebook. See you there.
1: This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's life so that he'll live a lot longer. I am Benny Copeland, trainer of people, behaviors to the dogs, and just like you, Dave, Judy, and I are Dog dog lovers. Lovers. Thank you for joining us today. I have been talking about things that in the past that we can do to really make sure our dog is living a balanced life. You know, balance is like a three-legged stool. And as humans, we talk about balance as in career and family and health as all part of being a, having a balanced life. Well, the same thing goes with dogs, except the career part. So I always, I'm adding in longevity. So longevity, health, and happiness as their balance of life. There are three legs. If you chop an inch off of one leg, it starts to become unbalanced and tip over, kind of like this table with our beers on it, (laughs) as Oz tries to walk under the table. Um, But yeah, we're looking for balance in our lives. And we're, today, we're going to talk about that. We've got some uh, ideas on what it takes to make your dog a happier dog, to live longer, and to um, really observe and enjoy the companionship of your dog and having a dog. And so, Dave and Judy, thank you again for being to- here today. And we are going to talk about
2: longevity right after this. Do you love what you hear in all of these podcasts? Does what Benny say just make sense to you? Well, if you want a more in-depth understanding of what it means when we say demystify your dog's behavior, then you need to go to amazon.com and get Benny's book, Family Dog Fusion. Yes, we named the book after the website because we wanted things to be simple to remember. And most of all, we really want to fuse your dog into your family. In these few pages, Benny has decoded dog behavior. He's found a way to make what he has learned over the past 20 years of his life make sense when it comes to communicating with your dog. Also, the great thing about this book is you can mark up the pages highlight the important stuff, bend the heck out of the spine even if you want to, it's yours. So we suggest to do all those things and then give it away and buy a new book when that happens. Family Dog Fusion on Amazon.com. Get your copy today.
1: So what we, uh, Dave, we we sat down and we talked about today um, just some different things that what we felt like made a dog live longer. Um, and the first thing that we actually talked about was, you know, do we do things that shorten our dog's lives or what is it that makes a dog live longer? And one of the first things that you brought up was actually the breed breed. in the side. Yeah. Right. And so, um, but, and, and to me, that's not something that we do that makes a dog live longer, but it necessary, it necessarily is a reason a dog will live longer. I mean, we do know, and I think most of us know, that the breed and
0: the size of the dog does determine its uh, lifespan. That's very true, and it's interesting because at uh, the park where we take the uh, sunshine every day, all different types of dogs. Um, and it's interesting because we actually see we, – we're in downtown Nashville, so there's a lot of apartment living with the people that live down here. But we've seen some really large dogs in the park. A Great Dane is is one of the ones we've seen multiple times. And Oh, my gosh. And the lady was, gets in and out of the car. It's a two-door it car. A were you car. with us? It was a micro car, and this dog – just unfolds himself and comes (laughs) out and he was happy as could be.
1: I was walking downtown the other day and I saw this couple walking this great Dane. And as I was going by, I looked at Christine and I go, man, it's really nice that people walk their horses around and they both (laughs) just busted out laughing.
0: But that's, it's a great dog, right? But that is a breed that's going to have a shortened life. And I'm sure the folks who end up with Great Danes know that, and they just love the breed. Right. And it is a large breed, like Mastiff,
1: Great Danes, some Rottweilers and things like that that are big Mm -hmm. breeds. And what we have come to understand now is that the larger breeds do have a shorter span of life where the rule of thumb is typically seven years to, uh, for one year is seven years in dog years. Wouldn't it be great if one beer was seven beers and <laughs> <laughs> if we were dogs, <laughs> seven beers. Uh, so anyway, um, but what, uh, so what we see now is that one year for the larger breed is m- many more years. And for the smaller breeds, like the the uh, Chihuahuas and the Yorkies and the small poodles and things like that, it's actually longer. So it's like, you know, three to one or five to one or, um, but depending on the breed, uh, depending on the size of the dog, those are, are big uh, indications of how long the dog going to live.
0: And it's all good because. Uh, people love different breeds for different reasons. It's just the way that I look at it, the heartache comes sooner when they pass with some of the larger dogs.
1: Absolutely. But you know this going into it. Um, one of the things I remember when we were talking about this, Judy, we were talking about um, that you guys uh, have seen dogs in the, of the same breed and of the same um, seemingly size and everything, but they don't live as long. Um, and, you know, it, I feel like that it's just with human, like just with humans, you know, different things happen. We all have different health issues and things like that.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of variables to um, to bringing your dog I- into a healthy lifestyle. And it, it includes all the things that we're going to talk about today.
1: Right. And and you know, it's great because like we're sitting here with Pretty much three. D- How much does uh, Sunshine weigh? Do you know? Uh,
3: I think she weighs 60 pounds. Okay.
1: So Oz is about a 50 pound dog and Beans is a 20 pound dog. So we're looking at three different sizes. And I remember Molly was a lab uh, golden mix. She weighed 75 pounds. Um, she did live to 14 and a half years old. And uh, I just have a tendency to think that a dog that's in a really good environment, that you're really um, doing the things and, and being observant with your dog can live a happier and healthier life.
3: I agree.
1: Um, So the first thing that we talked about, like things – now we're going to get into the things that will make your dog liver or liver. (laughs) (laughs) That make your dog's life shorter because of their liver or because – or things that you can do to make your dog live longer. Um, and we had a few things that we wanted to talk about and you guys had some stories and I want to talk about that and some questions as well. And I want to talk about that. But the first thing that we talked about and a very important thing is that you have a good veterinarian that you, it's someone that you trust and it's someone that you, um, know that when they're giving you information,
0: they're giving you the best information for you and your dog. So, yeah, I'm going to jump in here. So I think that's very important. And we have known a number of di- different veterinarians over the three dogs. We've had the three Labradors and we've had great experiences. One that was basically an all natural homeopathic uh, veterinarian. and She was great, but we also had the other spectrum. We used to live in Southern California and there's a particular veterinarian in Yorba Linda. That's kind of the vet to the stars, if you will. And it's a, it's a, kind of an expensive area. And, you know, he's done some things with police dogs that have been shot and this and that. And so we used him for our first Labrador and we had, and we should have known after the first experience, but we had multiple experiences that really felt that he was just after our cash. And part of it had to do with one of the dogs we had was bleeding from the nose. And um, so we took him in for x-rays and such. And they didn't get back to us quickly, so I actually ended up calling the x-ray company because it was written on the uh, receipt, the radiologist. And I talked to a tech there, and he's like, oh, yeah, we've found the problem. He had, he had a burn in his nose. Um, that's why it was bleeding. So we, we went back to the doctor the next day, and the doctor's like, you know, we think he has a tumor, brain tumor, brain tumor and so we need to do more tests. And so I really called BS on the guy, and it, it was not good. Now shame on me for not walking out and not using that doctor again, because that particular dog about a year later developed Cushing's and which a lot of, I think labs and different dogs. What yeah, have. Yeah. And it's
1: you. a difficult one to,
0: yeah. So he ended up the same doctor put, um, Samson on medications that were really strong. Um, basically it was kind of chemo. He ended up losing, he was a hundred pound dog. He probably lost 50 pounds and his stomach flipped and he died. Um, And it was, we kept giving the medication and we found out later that the second dog we had also got Cushing's, also a lab. We had a different vet at that point, the one that was the homeopathic. And she sat us down and said, hey, does your dog seem like she's in any pain? And it was, the answers were no. It's like, well, then don't treat it. Just, she gave us a couple suggestions on different foods and stuff. So we let her live her life. Didn't give her any medication. She lived for another five years.
1: Yeah and, and you know that's one of those things too where I think developing a personal relationship with the vet, um, going in and asking a lot of those questions and feeling comfortable with answers. I mean, I think in the same thing in terms like human, it's like where you take your car to get it worked on, you know? You want to know that you're putting it there and trusting the guy because I I don't know anything about my car. So if they're telling me something's wrong with it, I just have to go along with that. And if I don't trust my vet, and, and I will tell you, I mean, I've been in the same situation where... Um, you know, my vet has told me one thing I've not felt really comfortable. I've gone to another, uh, place or, or made a call and asked the questions. Um, and you know, if that's what happens, it happens. And I do have a good vet now. So I do feel comfortable with what they tell me and, um, what they do. And, you know, sometimes that is a long-term, uh, relationship and development of, uh, you know, you getting to know your vet more than just taking your dog there and, you know, getting a, the annual.
3: <clears throat> that's a good point because um, we, our current dog, Sunshine, needed some medication for arthritis. She has some arthritis in her mm-hmm. legs. And the, dog, the vet that we went to here in Nashville sent us home with some medication saying, you should give this to her every day. Well, he called the next day and he did more research on what he had given us. And he said, you know, it's not the best course of treatment. Uh, I want to send you down another path. Well, that's important to me that they cared enough to look into it more. Like, it's probably not the best thing to give her this age of a dog medication every day of that strength.
1: Right. Well, you know what? First of all, I'm realizing this is going to go long and we're gonna to have to break this up into a couple of places. Uh, we haven't, that does bring me into nutrition though right? So nutrition is one of those things that we can do to help our da- lives um, live a little bit longer and um, since you kind of brought up that, um, you would ask me a question uh, earlier uh, you guys asked a question about glucosamine. Do you remember what the what what
0: the situation was? Yeah, the real the question for me because again, Labradors with the hip right. issues, we were always looking at that, and uh, many vets have said, "Yeah, try it. It can't hurt," which is kind of weird. And oh, by the right. way,
1: right, that's in, like CBD. Now, some right? vets
0: say, and oh, by the way, we sell it. Um, which is also kind of weird, but, um, yeah, we, we, we do give sunshine one every day, which I think is high in fish oil and maybe vitamin E. And I don't know if it makes a difference or not. Yeah.
1: So, uh, glucosamine, that's one of, from what I understand and from the research I did, because Molly was on it for a long time, is that it's one of those things where they have to be on it for a good while, like uh, four to six weeks before it actually starts getting in their bloodstream and working and doing the job that it does. And then once you let them off of it, it's kind of that reoccurring thing where you have to go back onto it for a long period of time before it goes through. But I also was the same way because, you know, the dog supplement, I I hate to say this on here, but the dog... Dog supplement, I might get some bat nasty emails, is really expensive, right? It's this chewable like thing, and it comes in like a hundred of them, and it's like super expensive. So I was like, okay, so what is glucosamine really? So I started researching it, and I found that glucosamine human and dog is the same, it's the same medication, and they sell it at GNC in a liquid form. That's all I did. So I started putting in a little droplet. It would cost me a third of the cost. And I was using a dropper and I was measuring the same amount, you know, 100 milligrams, whatever. And I was measuring and doing the same amount um, that I was giving in the pill. And so I had this liquid form. And, you know, maybe I shouldn't be saying that because I'm not a vet. Um, So take me at my word, not at a vet's word. You might want to talk to your vet if you're going to do something like that. But... Um, it was something that it, it just, it worked for her. She, you could tell. I mean, she was feeling fine and, and, uh, especially, at, you know, certain times of the day, she was a little more, you know, ready to walk and do everything. And it was no different. I didn't see any difference from when I was using the dog, the you know, vet one and, and the human one.
3: I think the other thing that could kind of contributes to that is don't let your dog, um, Get overweight because it's really important for their joints. So we put sunshine on a diet and uh, I felt that that really helped because, you know, they get cookies yep. all day long and they get food twice a day, but we need to break that up.
0: Well, and one of the things that you had said, Benny, in the past, as far as praising your dogs, you can praise through touch, I believe through voice by just telling them or a cookie or a treat. And you had <sighs> made a comment that. You know, the dog, when you're giving a treat, if you're giving a, a really small piece of that milk bone or the whole milk bone, It's just the act of giving them something. Yeah, they
1: don't know the difference of the size, right? right? Yeah, so I always break mine up into half. um, You know, and give each dog. Oz always gets the big half, and then Beans gets the small half when I break it. Um, Yeah, so uh, but that's that's something else that we had talked about. And and, you know, I mean, here's the thing, right? So yes, making them have weight loss is definitely going to help their uh, joints and bones and stuff as well as 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 long as they're fit and you're doing some walking and exercise and things like that. Um, Also, they're Diet, of course, we talked about and supplements. We did – did you have something
0: else? Yeah, well, I wanted to get into the food.
1: Okay, yeah, because we did talk about even um, like raw food. Now, I have done a couple courses on this. Again, I am not a veterinarian, um, but I have actually taken a couple courses on um, food and and the way that I understand that is what we'll talk about today. Um, But uh, what I – what they mainly talk about is the three different types of food and where you have raw foods, um, for dogs. And that seems to be this, this new like designer thing that people are doing. You have human food, um, uh, whether cooked mainly when we talk about human food, we talk about it in a cooked way. And then you have the, the dog foods both wet and dry. Um, and we'll talk about that. But, um, did you have a question specifically?
0: No, I just really wanted to get into uh, feeding dogs. And we have um, stories of a friend who, he was a pilot, and he would take his dog everywhere with him. He'd fly to different airports. And this dog was trained so that when he would go into the diners at the airports he would fly into, the dog would just jump up on the stool, and he would order him a human cheeseburger and fries. And it was really cute because the dog loved the cheeseburger and fries. Well, the dog ended up dying from liver issues. And, yeah. high, and and it was because of that. So I think there's different ways to be nice to your dog. And it's probably, again, I'm not a veterinarian. And as we talk through this, um, obviously, if you have questions, veterinarians go to a lot of school years and they do a great job. So once you find a good vet, ask them to have the, or have this conversation with them. But boy, I see people feeding their dogs human food that's been fried. Oh, I
1: have a client that takes them to Sonic and gets at that little ice cream cone every time.
0: Yeah, I just – I don't get it. I don't yeah. think that that helps the dog at all. So,
1: from what I understand in the classes that I've taken, and some of these were years ago um, through the process of research and stuff too, is that human-grade yeah. food dogs don't process. They don't understand and know how – their their bodies weren't made to process, especially cooked food. Um, plus, processed food is probably the worst thing. I mean, it's not even good for us. Right. And so, to be giving this stuff to your dog, like you know, the cone that's on the ice cream or the, the bun – um, you know, the hamburger being cooked, uh, it takes a dog's body a long time to, you know, to digest and get through this. Um, uh, it, it, and so, it's not really good. So, they do process raw food better. So, uh, but the raw meats and things, I think it's really interesting I'm not a big fan of this, right? So I think it's really interesting, though, because people are going, oh, well, that's what wolves do. Um, You know, they live on raw food and stuff. But number one, your dog's not a wolf. (laughs) And number two, if you think about a wolf's life, they typically live like four years. And uh, so, uh, yeah, the longevity is not really there just because you're giving them a raw food diet. And secondly, dogs are domesticated, right? So they have... Um, thousands of years of domestication. And so their body has changed, uh, even though they do have some inherent um, things uh, and how they handle things. Uh, They do process raw food uh, better than cooked food. um, But still, I think there's some processing that goes on to those raw foods too. I'm not sure. I don't know how
0: they're made or whatever, but... I do see another email coming your way from a marketing marketing manager (laughs) for a certain (laughs) company. (laughs)
1: And so, uh, wet, wet, and dry food to me are the better foods. I'm I feed my dogs dry food. Um, I kind of feel like too, our body sometimes needs a little bit of crap, you know, to learn how to process this and deal with it. And so I think with the dry foods, it still takes a little bit longer for a dog's um, body to digest the dry foods. They do digest the wet foods better, but these, these foods are formulated for dogs. So they have the vitamins and minerals that are needed and added into the foods as well. Um, I've learned that a lot of these, um, like no wheat diets and stuff are actually they're they're backfiring, um, and uh, because dogs aren't getting um, all the nutrient nutrients that they need, plus they're starting to develop
0: allergies um, for these things. I have a basic food question: How many times do you feed your dogs a day? Twice. You do like morning and evening. Mm-hmm. I feed them twice a day.
1: Uh, I feed them try as close to the same time every day if yeah. I can. We and- do the same. Yeah. And then um, and, and they know. Like, you know, I mean, it, it, it's 7.15. Oz is like, hey, uh, uh you're supposed to be up, right? Get up. <laughs> you got to feed me in 15.
3: No, it's the dinner one that Sunshine gets this big puppy eye look at me like, feed me.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and we know the signs, right? So this is a good communication. This is good observation. This is the things that we need to do um to really help our dogs live longer. We kind of got into the vet thing and the nutrition thing. Um, we're almost too long. In th- to this, <laughs> this one, I don't want to go past 30 minutes. So, um, we talk about a little more kind of stay on this same thing, uh, on the same, uh, realm here. And then we're going to, we've got uh, some other things that we want to talk about. I definitely want to talk about environment, the dog's environment. Um, I want to talk about, uh, other things that we can do for health. Um, I've got a, Podcast coming out about. Um, I just did one on sleep. I got one on dog play uh, that we're going to do and talk about as well. Um, and I definitely want to talk about uh, the companionship. You know how how are you a companion to your dog, um, and things that we're doing that can lengthen or shorten our dog's life. But as far as nutrition, as far as um, uh, you know what you're feeding your dog. I remember a similar story uh, when I was in college. And I think I've told this story that a guy let his dog drink alcohol and this dog didn't make it past four years old. And, you know, in college, we all thought that was funny. And you start to realize that, okay, dogs don't process and do things the same way that we do. Um, and <laughs> and um, so, you know, paying attention, I think uh, feeding your dog on a regular schedule too, right?
0: Well, and we, again, maybe we, f- we fell into the marketing trap, but we, um, have always fed sunshine imes. And so we actually go by the age cause they have a number of different products. Um, so now she's on the senior and I think they're changing the fat content, what have you AI. through it. So, yeah, so that it, it does the dog better, I guess, <laughs> but for sunshine, it's worked out really well. She, you can put a steak in front of her on the table and she won't. We don't feed her table food, so she just walks right by it, and it's it's kind of nice that it's
1: – Yeah, know. don't do that with Oz.
0: <laughs> he's going to eat it.
1: Um, no, that's a good idea. And, and actually, uh, Tam had actually just said something to me about that, that, that I was talking about how Oz – I'm having to put water in his food now because he's a, he's a fast eater. He's got the little maize bowl and everything, um, which does slow him down, but he was still eating so much so fast he was throwing it right back up. And this became – and there's some other um, – other things that were going on with him. And of course he's 14. So um, there were some other things that were going on. So I've started putting water in his food and letting it soak for three minutes before I feed him. And of course, you know, he's for three minutes, he's just like zeroed in on the bowl, you know, but, um, But uh, Tam was telling me, you know, look at the formula and maybe, do you know, it wasn't something I really even thought about. You know, I've been feeding the same thing to my dogs, you know, all the time. I I do like the Purina 1 because it has different flavors. There's lamb and chicken and beef or or liver, but that's only for my, you know, benefit, not for them, I don't think.
0: Judy and I both used to work for Quaker Oats, and Quaker Oats at the time owned Kennel Ration and Gaines. And they had, uh, there was a line of pet foods, it was professional pet, and it was made for uh, greyhounds, racing dogs. And it was interesting that from a manufacturing and a quality control, the formulas had to be the same from bag to bag to bag because depending on the fat content, it changes the dog's stool and it can't process the food if right. if there's a big variability. And so they would actually do tests on the different percentage of fats with dogs to see how hard the stool was. And it was on a scale of zero to 10. Were you the stool tester? You can use your own <laughs> imagination. But for professionals that have their, you know, they're crating their dogs, if you get loose stool, it's like, man, it's not good. And so that was very scientific and it still is to this day.
1: Yeah, and used to, there are only uh, about two or three major dog food manufacturers now with all the um, um, you know personal brands and home brands and craft dog food now you know craft beer craft dog food why not um, that there are a lot more uh, smaller manufacturers of the foods you can find some local manufacturers. Um, things like that as well. And you're right. Cause I remember in one of those courses that I took, they talked about, um, what they would do is for like a week long, they would make this one dog food and then they would change the formula and they just had a new recipe and they just put it all in and then it would change the formula and the amounts and things like that, that they would put into the foods. But as far as the base of the food, it was all the same. They just added, you know, different minerals, different fat content, different things like that, 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 uh, made it, a little bit different.
0: So, um, okay. Is there anything else you guys uh, want to throw in there? Are we going to have any discussions about dog toys and, and the effects of giving your dogs golf balls? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the little All dog right. is chewing on the golf ball. That's why. Uh,
1: I think I talked about that earlier. Well, no, I'm going to talk about it. My play one because she loves the golf ball. Um, I do have to take it from her, though. At the end of uh, at the end of the day, I can't just let her have. She gets nuts with it, so that's probably why you're hearing her whine. Anyway, um, that kind of takes away from what we were talking about, but definitely about uh, dog longevity too. Um, so in summary, today we talked about what do you need to do to help your dog live a longer, happier life. Uh, and what are some things that you do that could actually shorten your dog's life. Mainly what we talked about today were uh, vet things that I probably should have had a vet on for, um, and uh, nutrition. And so these are some of the things that you may want to look at and research, and please do your research uh, before changing your dog's diet definitely, um, or do anything like that, and talk to your vet. Um, these are very important things. And you also learned that having a dog and really understanding and being observant with your dog can help your dog live a longer, happier life. Thank you, Dave and Judy, for being here. Um, Always love it. And uh, this is a good long show today. So looking forward to uh, listening to this one. Of course, you only listen to the ones that you guys are in, so.
2: All right, thank you very much. If you would like to contact us, we have a link on our website. FamilyDogfusion.com. We would love to hear your opinion and we value your feedback. So again, FamilyDogFusion.com. Or if you just want to send us a direct message, you can do that via email. It goes to familydogfusion at gmail.com. Your comments are important to us and help us with future shows. Thank you for listening to our show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. Also, go ahead and give us a five-star review because it helps others find our show. And frankly, we just love to read them. This show is produced by Eric Janer and show notes are created by Carissa Dolan. Thank you to all of the Family Dog Fusion team and our affiliate sponsor, Healthy Paws Pet Insurance. For your free pet insurance quote, go to familydogfusion.com slash insurance and go to familydogfusion.com and sign up for your free membership today.
1: Be impeccable with your dog.